Coffee and Bible Time podcast. For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's word. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, and more. A big shout out and thank you to all our patrons over on Patreon. We really appreciate your support. We know you don't have to, and we just appreciate your kindness and being with us in all we do. I'm Mentor Mama, and today we are going to be hearing a testimony about how a law enforcement officer found Christ and the impact studying God's word has had on his mission to share what he knows with troubled teens. Our guest today, Matt Thornton, founder and CEO of My Father's Business, a ministry whose mission is to engage the youth in his community and guide them into becoming better versions of themselves, and author of the newly released book, Cop in Crisis to Cop in Christ, will be sharing with us about his journey to Christ and his career as a detective and patrolman and how those things eventually led to a changed life and a desire to intercede on behalf of local youth. But first, a word from our sponsor. We still have our coupon code available for you guys if you wanted to do online counseling um, with Christian counselors. It's all online. It's via Zoom. You can pick who you want your counselor to be. Very reputable. They all have counseling degrees. So this isn't like some random on the internet. My mom kind of has a personal testimony to it. Yes. So I actually have done some counseling sessions with Faithful Counseling. And what I really loved about it was that you can actually put in like different qualities that you're looking for in a counselor and specialties, male, female, if they have experience tackling different issues. And so I really loved that idea that I could go through and kind of pick the one I wanted. And then um, during this COVID season, it was really applicable anyway, since I couldn't leave my house for counseling, that I actually could just do it online. And you even have the opportunity to do a Zoom type call with them, or you can just do um, a phone call, whatever works best for you and so it was just really great to have access to counseling when you when you need it you know mm-hmm. absolutely so if you guys want 10 percent off your first month of doing this you can go to getfaithful.com slash coffee and bible time and you get 10 percent off your first month and of course it is cheaper than traditional in-person counseling anyway so overall it's just a good deal we really recommend it but let's just get on to the podcast oh Well, one other thing, too, is that you have the option of with your counselor that they are Christian counselors. And so if you want, they will actually pray for you, which I thought was so cool. At the end of each of my counseling, she prayed for me and my issues. Oh, wow. Thanks for that. Matt Thornton is a 46-year-old father, a detective, and patrolman. He is a former manic depressive suicidal, and a dreadfully sinful cop who was desperately lost. He was as close to taking his own life as any cop has ever been until an unlikely encounter on the night shift 
changed his entire life. He is now an advocate and living testimony of the grace of the Lord Jesus and also the desperate need for mental health training and openness for his profession. He teaches a monthly training course and his story has been shared with millions due to the graciousness of CBS, NBC, and ABC. He has been blessed to be the founder of an outreach entitled My Father's Business, also known as MFB. MFB is designed to save lives like his was saved. Their main target is street kids, young gang members, and the fatherless. What started off as simply six young men in a small gym has now turned into a movement that has served hundreds and hundreds of Illinois youth. Through MFB, they have been able to pour over $300,000 back into the community in seven years of existence. They teach every youth who walks in their doors about the Lord, hope, love, and they chip away at the barrier between the streets and the police. Please welcome Matt. Thank you so much. That's uh, always blows my mind to hear when you look back at, at what God's done. It's it's a uh, it's humbling. It, yes, humbling and uh, amazing, truly. Well, Matt, tell us sort of give our listeners here some background. What made you decide to become an officer in the first place? Oh, that, that's a, a wild, uh, unlikely story. I, was, uh, I, wasn't a, I wasn't the nicest kid growing up. I, I didn't do well in school, never aspired to be anything. I barely passed high school, never went to college for one day, never went to the military. I, uh, I actually got uh, arrested and charged with a felony when I was 21 years old. So I really was behind the eight ball and never aspired to really be much. I, I went to work in a, a warehouse and I had a, a two kids and was just barely squeaking by, squeaking by check to check, um, not making much money, but I was okay with that. I just, I realized that I would never go much farther than this. So I did that from 20 till I was about 29. And um, I never really liked police officers. That, that, that's kind of the irony in here. I, mm -hmm. I was pretty much a, a rebellious kid. I, I didn't grow up um, hanging out with the, the, the best of crowds. And uh, I really didn't like cops. So I never imagined I'd be one. But then and when I was 20, 20 to 29, my, two of my friends that I used to hang out with, they, they went to college and military and they did all this stuff. and. Um, they became cops and I thought it was just the stories that they would tell and, and their training and all that stuff. I, you know, that'd be a cool job. Um, they got tired of, uh, they got tired of me asking questions. So <laughs> I, <laughs> so, so they ended up, uh, I ended up getting that felony dropped down to the highest misdemeanor still on my record. Um, but I was able without the felony conviction to just, it, all you need is a high school diploma and, uh, and, uh, fill out the application. So I filled out a couple of applications and, the, the first uh, place I tried, they, they dropped me uh, due to background checks and being in trouble in, the, in, the, in my past. Mm -hmm. uh, but the second place I, I tried was Zion. And I still, to this day, don't know, I must be just where the Lord wanted me mm -hmm. because I was dead last on the list. There's a hiring list when you become a police officer. And I was dead last on that list. I barely passed the test by like a couple points. And um, 
I'm the only one left from that list at the PD. So that was in 2004. Oh, wow, that is, that's so cool how it's, God wanted you right there and you're yeah. still there. Well, yeah. <laughs> was the job what you expected it was going to be? Oh, absolutely not. Oh. Um, I had no, to me, it was just a pay raise. I mean, like, it was a cool job. It was better than working in this plant that I was at. Um, so I had no clue about the, the toll that it would take on my personal life, my family life, my emotional life, because I'd never looked into it. Um, being a cop and you police in the city that you grew up, um, it was, it was difficult because first of all, um, the, the friends that I grew up with and the family that I was around my entire life, a lot of them, um, they were into criminal activity, a lot of gang members and they didn't want, a lot of them didn't want to be part of my friendship anymore. They, they, and those are the people that I, I, I genuinely loved. They took care of me growing up. So I lost a lot of them. And then when I got hired as, as an officer, um, the PD, the, all the officers, they had known some of the activities that I'd had been around and they didn't even want me there. They were like, some of them were pretty brutal to me. Um, so I was kind of stuck. I was lost and it took a heavy emotional toll right away. And then you couple that with, with all the calls you go to. Design is a very, very busy city. Like you see carnage that uh, on a daily basis there. I see friends that I've known for decades. I've had to arrest. I've seen them die in front of me. I've seen... Um, so it really, um, it really took a mental toll right away. And I didn't expect that. Mm. And um, when you deal with all of that um, and you don't have any foundation, I mean, I, I didn't know the Lord. I, I just, I, I, you deal with it, how you deal with it. Um, and my, my, my way of dealing with it was, was uh, alcohol um, compartmentalizing and, and just pushing through. I'm, t I'm tough. I can't, I'm not weak. I can handle this and, and, and macho. Um, and it really takes a toll on mentally. So you really weren't, weren't mentally prepared for how that was going to impact your emotional health? No. Yeah, no, not at all. And it's, it's huge because um, nobody really talked about this. Um, there's a big movement in talking about it recently, but how, um, how mental issues and, and, and depression and, and a manic sadness come uh, it's huge in our in our profession i mean cops mm. cops and the, the, the suicide rate amongst cops is really really high mm. and it's something that's been taboo to talk about we, we've recently been pushing for it um but yeah i was not i was not prepared and when you're in life and, and you're sad and depressed and you have no one to turn to um because you don't have the lord it's 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 a recipe for absolute disaster oh boy so you were dealing with your your stress um, in the way that you just described. How was it then that you actually met the Lord? Well, I had come up with a pretty um, pretty direct plan in my own life because um, I just couldn't take it anymore. I'd ruined my, I'd destroyed my marriage. Uh, I hurt my kids so bad just to, from my self destructive behavior um, with a badge and. Uh, it's a crazy story because everything was all laid out. The, the plan to, to, to end my own life, it was all written down. I wrote a suicide letter and it was full of really, really direct details. I remember that. Uh, I mean, it was detailed enough to, 
where the songs I wanted to play, the apologies that 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 I left for my family, my kids, and and um, I was ready to roll. I had it all laid out, and um, so I, I I went to work one night, and uh, it was the most craziest story because I'm on midnight shift, and it's there, it was dead of winter. It's the winter of 2013, and. Uh, there was nobody out. It was, it had to have been 10, 20 below. The wind was just howling off the lake and it was just a dead night in the city. Mm-hmm. And so I, I went and I'm dwelling on this plan because when you're, when you're determined and this is going to happen, you almost see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm going to be out of this pain. I know. Uh, so I'm going over this plan in my head. And when you, when you're in that frame of mind, you, you just cry when you're alone. It, it, it's hard to describe, but you, you really just, you, you're, you're, you have nothing but your thoughts and your, your, sadness and um i remember i'm just sitting in there in my squad going over this plan and i'm crying to myself and i'm just watching the tears hit my pant legs it's very very vivid to me because i'm like the, the tears like you could just see the pools getting bigger and bigger as every tear hit my pant leg because uh, i was leaning forward like this you know and I, out of the corner of my eyes i see this lady walk out of walmart and it, it, i'm like why why are you walking out in uh in this weather, what are you doing out here in this parking lot? Because she she walks to a car, and this was far away. It's like a, a 50, 50, 75 yards away. She goes, she leans in, she grabs something out of the car, and then she starts walking right towards me. And I'm just, I instantly get upset. Like, I, I don't want to be bothered right here. I'm in these thoughts, and I'm going over this plan. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I, sure enough, she makes a beeline right towards my squad, and I got to wipe away my tears, you know. She, I, she, I rolled a window down because I didn't want to. It was so cold out. I didn't, I didn't want to roll the window down at all. Mm-hmm. I rolled it down just a little bit, a few inches, and she just, she handed me uh, something through the window, and I was confused. I'm like, well, what is this? And so I reach up and I grab it, and um, and she just said, "You need this," and she just turned around and walked away and didn't say another word. And um, I was I was stunned. I looked what it is in my hand, and it was a, a little red cross. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, it actually it took me a quite a long time to even tell the story because I thought people would think I was like crazy. And um, I just knew, like, I'm here. I am at the lowest point I've ever been, and, and this happens in the middle of this winter night um and so i just i knew that was god i knew that was god and i i literally i clutched that cross and i screamed i'm like in my squad car screaming out like god i know this is you and i know that you have to save me and uh, mm-hmm. i get emotional when i say this story because sure. it it was just so surreal um so i i literally felt the presence of, of the Lord right then in that, in that squad. And uh, I heard, I, I, to this day, I don't know, was it audibly, was it in my head? I, I really couldn't tell you. But I, Jesus spoke to me. Um, and what I got out of it, he, he, he said that he, he's seen everything I've done because I was so far and wretched in my sin. Um, he said, I'll forgive you. And then he just said, stop what you're doing and follow me. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I, uh, I knew my sister worked at a church. I'd never attended or anything like that. So for the first time in my life, I actually, I got on the phone with her and I said, I know there's a pastor in there somewhere. Um, I need to get in and talk to him. Mm-hmm. And the next day, that's when I went in there and he uh, he said the, the most bizarre thing I'd ever heard. He told me, I had no clue who he was. His name was George Schleif, Pastor George. Um, and I'm thinking I'm just going in there. I'm going to ask him questions about God. Um, but he looked right at me. He said, I know who you are and I know all about you. He said, your sister's been crying and uh, asking us to pray for you. And we, we as a group have been praying that uh, for a supernatural occurrence to come into your life. And uh, I was just blown away. I said, well, I, I think you got it. Um, and then we just sat down and I gave my life to the Lord. We wept and, and um, he came, kind of became my mentor. And I just followed him around wherever he went. And uh, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of how everything turned in my life in 20, 2013. Uh, when you meet the Lord, it's like I've, I've equated it to getting hit by a train or a Mack truck. Um, you don't walk out of there the same ever. You're never the same ever again. It was, and for everyone has a different story. My salvation story is not any more important than anybody else's, but the key to every story is you come out of it a new creation. Just mm-hmm. like Second Corinthians says, like that was when I became justified. I became a brand new creation from that day forward. Um, and it's, uh, I never imagined it. I didn't tell this story for like a year because I, I didn't really know how to articulate it or, or I think because I was so, I was notorious uh, uh, for my hedonism and my debauchery in my life that I think, I didn't think people would believe me. Um, so I just kind of kept quiet about what happened and I just dove into scripture and I wanted to learn like, who who is this? Who is this that showed up in my squad? It wasn't just some, new leaf turn this was so real that i need to i want to hear that voice like and walk with that voice where does that voice come from why did i why did god show why does he care about me so i had every question that i'm a, i'm an investigator by nature so um i am a question asker if that's even the phrase so i wanted um one of the first verses i ever learned was in was in timothy that that all all scripture is god breathed mm-hmm. and so that, that's the bottom line to even understanding the Bible is you have to recognize that this is God's word. This is all truth. And it's here for you to, to get to know. And the more you get to know, the more you fall in love with Jesus, the more you realize that why in the world you question, like, how, how could he even love me? Why me? Like his love and grace is so, it's so awesome. It just, it's mind blowing. It is. Your story is just... Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. 
In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Such amazing, powerful testimony of the power of prayer and mm. just how your your sister and the church members were praying for you and oh that just gives me goosebumps hearing <laughs> hearing about that and just uh, oh god I just never... lifted the scales from your eyes in that moment uh, yeah there's there's so many different uh, um analogies i always like to use like i was he raised a dead man he 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 made blind see. I, I like you see the world through different eyes. You, you, your your heart of stone turns the heart of flesh. I mean, there's so many different beautiful analogies in the Bible that I love to use. Um, and it's all the same. It's the same for all of us who who, who uh, found the Lord. Hey, this is Mentor Mama, and I have an incredibly practical tip for all our listeners. With over 130 orders, I've already placed on Instacart. I can't tell you enough how much I absolutely love Instacart. If you hate going grocery shopping or always end up coming home with way more items than were on your list, which of course blows your budget, then Instacart is for you. I actually save both time and money using Instacart. I save time shopping because the app keeps track of all my regular purchases, making each subsequent order super fast to enter on my app. I also save time by avoiding checkout lines and driving to and from the store. In addition to saving time, I have saved so much money because I don't get seduced by every new flavor or product on the shelf. My grocery bills have been considerably less. So, If you want to make shopping easy, get delivery via Instacart in as fast as one hour and get your first delivery free, click the link in our description and start today. You know, the one thing that really I was so excited to hear about you is just, you know, our mission here at Coffee and Bible Time is to help people, inspire people to delight in God's word. And it's just Mm -hmm. been it's neat for me to hear and listen to how had you even opened or studied the Bible before any of this had happened? I had learned, uh, see, when I was a kid, my, my grandmother um, taught us about Jesus. We didn't really, I don't remember ever really looking, maybe, maybe reading the crucifixion story in, in one of the gospels, but I never had been interested. I, I'd ask a lot of questions, almost like a history book. Um, to a few friends that I had known, um, but I'd never studied and opened it and realized what it was. Um, but it's crazy how, the, how it is the living word because the things that I did learn as a youngster, um, 
I remembered it all. It, it, it is living. I mean, it's in there and it, it comes out. And I remembered so much from just maybe like, I remember my mom used to make us go to Awanas and when we were kids and uh, different things, but it's, it's there. It doesn't go away. It's such a powerful, like I said, living word. Oh, that's just such great encouragement for any parent who might be listening that maybe you did pour into your kids when they were young, but they've gone wayward. Um, mm -hmm. That I love, I've never really thought of it like you just said, but that, that gives a lot of people hope. Well, how do you serve Christ now, now that you, you know, since you've become a Christian, how do you serve him while enforcing the law? So you have to walk it, you have to walk different. Um, but that was the tricky part at first, um, because trying to convince, you, you want to tell everybody about this, but people, you, anybody can say anything. Uh, people don't, so, so, so living it out was just the way that I did. I, I just, I, I, I remember I used to pray this all the time when I first met the Lord, like, Lord, help me see the world like you see it. Help me see the world like you see it. And um, it would just be about living it and loving. The number one thing is just to obviously love God, love one another. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just, I felt that I should just live that out on the street um, and amongst my coworkers. Cause I, I had still been battling with some forgiveness issues and still, I, I still to this day, I can't even lie, I struggle with, with how bad I was treated when I started. Um, but I just wanted to show everyone grace and just just live it on a daily basis, walk softly, and and just love people in my heart. For some reason, when when the Lord fills fills you and you're full of the Spirit, you just have this heart for people that is beyond human understanding. Yes. Um, from the from the from the worst addict to the most important, seemingly most important people in the city, um, you just love. And I felt that 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 that's there's no better way than than uh, just loving people and, and leaving a, a lasting um, impression on them. Even if it's a 10 second account, just love people. And they'll notice many my stories spread around as to why I act this way. And I thought that was a that was kind of how I just walked um, with the uniform. Obviously there's there's the church and state thing where you can't sit there and and, and preach out of uh, preach out of Romans to, to sure. people you'd stop on the street. So, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. but just, it's simple. You just love right. people. They'll figure, they'll figure out where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not what we're doing anyway. The Lord's doing all the work anyway. Yes. So yes. You know, we just do what you're called to. And what I did was uh, about a year later is when I started, um, accidentally kind of started my father's business. Oh yeah. So tell yeah. us about that. Oh, it's, it's, uh, oh. So I, one of the things I battled with was the badge because I hated being an officer. I, I hated my badge. I resented it because I felt like it almost, it, it's what was, I, I just remember thinking, what happened to that normal Matt who used to drive the forklift? Now I'm this mess like, with all this, the, the ego and the power that went into the badge and, and everything that encompassed, encompassed the job. Uh, I was like, how do I use this badge that I resent to glorify God? Mm -hmm. And, um, Pastor George came up with this idea and he was on my back about it for a long time. He's like, Man, everyone in the city knows you because you're an officer. Um, why don't you start like a, a little youth group or something? My son was a freshman at the time. 
in high school and I was like oh pastor I don't I don't know how to do any of this stuff I don't know how to answer <laughs> these kids questions I don't want to do this I didn't want to do it yeah. uh, so it was it was probably about it was several months that he was on my back you're gonna start you're gonna start Friday nights where gym's wide open you're gonna start so I finally did it one night and um it had it, was, it had to been 2014 or the end of 2014 and it started with my son and his buddies they like to play basketball and there's old there's an old gym at the church so I said, bring some of your friends. I got to get Pastor off my back and we'll, uh, I'll, read you. I'll order you a couple of pizzas and I'll, I'll read you a scripture and we'll, we'll, we'll say that it's a, to, to, to appease him. So we started with six kids and it went well. I remember spending $10 on the two pizzas. That's all I did, a little Caesars. And uh, we had an okay night. So Pastor was like, okay, you can do it again. So I did it again. And this time we had like 10 kids. And we were able to play full court basketball. And we did the, kind of the same pattern. And then I remember the third week, I didn't want to do it anymore because I was so busy at work and, and, and it was just a lot. Um, and uh, pastor's like, no, no. What, and then he reminded me like, um, we're, we're called to serve. You, this is perfect for you. You've had kids show up. So let no, I'm not gonna, I asked him to do it for me over the third week. And he's like, nope, pastor was awesome when I see his plan. Oh, and um, so I just, I saw it through. I stuck it through because I didn't want to, I love Pastor George and I didn't want to hear the backlash if I, if I back out. Mm -hmm. And so pretty soon 10 kids turned to 15, turned to 20, turned to 40. And word spread around Zion that, that you can come to this, to this church and um, play ball and, and eat food. And there's this cop that runs it. So, we just turned it into a thing. It, it turned, I, I, I quickly learned that these kids, they were looking at me a, a way that I didn't expect. They weren't looking at me as a cop. They were looking at me like a, a big brother and they were so fascinated. So I would break it down. Like we call it halftime. Now I would just explain something that I learned because I was still a young Christian learning things from the scripture. So I would break down what I learned and I would just tell them about it. Yeah. It was basically just talking out loud, my own lessons for the week. Mm -hmm. And they would come with some of the most interesting questions. Um, and I would, I felt like, okay, I'm the leader. I have to deep dive deep, even deeper into scripture to be able to answer all of these questions. And so it really, it really just kind of stepped my game up uh, even more as far as accountability and, and knowing, knowing the word. Um, so it, it, we just said, me and my sister brought along. Pretty soon we had so many kids in there. We, we, we needed a team. Uh, it turned wow. into... Yeah, we had to end up getting our own paperwork and uh, we, let's turn this into a just a full-blown outreach um, um, outreach ministry whatever you want to call it and so uh i heard a song uh that had the the, the words of my father's business in in the chorus mm -hmm. and i'm like a lot of people thought i was weird why are you inviting all these kids as a cop you go after work in uniform and you hear talking about the lord um they kind of thought it was it was just bizarre and so I'm like, I really don't care what the world thinks. I'm just about my father's business. So Aww. kind of what Jesus said in Luke. So yes. <laughs> that's what, it kind of just stuck. So that turned Perfect. into, a, that turned into MFB. And so uh, my sister came up with a logo and in, in like 10 seconds, and then it just blew up. Now those logos are all over the city. They're, we, we, the kids are everywhere. Everyone knows about us. And we've seen over the years, it's 
it's there's been thousands of kids come in and out and uh, we just open the door to anybody we don't care some weeks 15 show up some weeks 100 show up um but we we do the same thing we love we try to get a personal relationship with every kid that walks in the door i have a big enough team to do that now um we teach them straight out of scripture like just gospel my kids it's turned into a lot of uh the, the crowd has shifted over the years. Now it's a lot of your street kids, your gang members, your your rugged kids um, come in. It's almost like a safe spot for them to be on a Friday night. And um, some of the miracles that we've seen in there, um, we've baptized many, many kids. Um, I've come to know the Lord. Uh, we have special speakers um, that come in, uh, ex-gang members, other youth pastors, um, uh, military people, uh, military recruiters have come in there, uh, ball players, uh, ex-fighters. They, they just want to pour into our kids. They see um, the need. And yeah, over the years, it, there's been, uh, we've endured so many um, beautiful stories. Uh, there's the hardships that go with it. So, um, it's very stressful and uh, the heartbreak comes with, but that's, that's the world. Um, we've, we've had there's a huge need in Zion for, especially Zion is a pretty violent city. We've had, we started keeping stats uh, in 2017 that uh, of kids that have been shot. We've had close to 40 of our kids been shot. Um, we've had to bury, I think the number's up to 13 um, that have passed away. And um, so, so the heartbreak is there, but that just reminds me of how desperately, yes. uh, how desperate every single halftime is, because this may be the last time that you see this young person. And um, it, 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 it keeps the, uh, I want to call it, uh, I want to just call it, uh, there's a word for it, like, um, just what's at stake. And, and it just reminds me all the time. Okay, you may not see this person and give them the Lord, give them the truth. And my kids know, know, they know life and death. So you don't have to pull back. You don't have to hold back. You don't have to water it down. You tell them. And, and that's one of my main messages every week is um, it wasn't my story is not uh, something that is to be messed around with. I, I, I remind them if I wouldn't have found the Lord and I would have carried through my plan where I would be. Um, this is death is eternal death. The second death is eternal. Um, and the Lord came to, to save you from that. I always tell them what everyone says, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. What is he saving you from? And, and I explain that to them and what we all deserve. We don't deserve his grace. Um, I take it right out of uh, Romans. All of sin have come short of the glory of God. Um, we're all sinners. Yes. And, uh, so I, I explain that in, in a, the gospel in a nutshell to them um, on a weekly basis. And many, many want more questions. We just, and, and Christ said, for those who have ears, they're going to hear. So a lot of them will come. They'll hit me uh, after halftime or during the week. And we just walk with them. And the ones that, that, that give their lives to the Lord, we, we, we just arm in arm. Let's do this together. Wow. So it's, it's a really cool recipe. Mm-hmm. I can see how just surrendering your own life to Christ and how God has just used that to now transform so many lives. It's just the power of the, the his multiplication and using people who like I, I 
I can relate in, in, in some ways, just that you wonder like, oh God, how can you use me, right? Just when mm -hmm. you've gone through um, trials in your life and you don't feel worthy. And this is just, again, a powerful testimony of how God doesn't want us to carry around shame and condemnation. In fact, he turns that completely upside down. And now, <laughs> and now he's using you to help bring glory to his kingdom. It's just, it's so beautiful. It's here and we are so excited. Our new Patreon online community is finally open and you're invited to join us. Your support is so appreciated and important. In fact, it's what allows us at Coffee and Bible Time to continue on with our ministry. We thank you in advance for your support. Well, I know one of, uh, one of the things that you you know, you're doing is trying to reach the lost. What what do you think needs to improve within the body of Christ so that we can all do that more effectively? That was actually the reason why I contacted you. I saw is, is your daughter had, had done a, a short clip on your YouTube um, talking about um, what the church can do different. And the church is not a building. The church is, we, we go out to where the people are. Um, so that likes like, oh my gosh, they get it. Um, that, that was music to my ears because we have to bring the message to them. These young men, these young people that, that the, the ones that, that, that I go after, they're not gonna walk into a church on a Sunday. It's just not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. um, so we bring it to them. Uh, we offer them, okay, come in here on a, a certain day. We'll go out and we, we, we have to bring the message outside of, and get uncomfortable. Yes. I would say that um, um, we didn't get in this to be comfortable. Um, I think a lot of the thinking um, that people have is 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 kind of self-serving. Okay, I'm 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 saved. The Lord has got me. I I, I have Him, um, and we just sit there. But that's not what we're called to do. Mm -hmm. We're not called to to absorb it. Um, my mom, she used to torture me with uh, uh, Keith Green. Growing up, I never, I never, she also listened to Keith Green music and I didn't like it. Like as a kid, I mean, that's not, I, I was into, I was into like some terrible music. So, but I wouldn't, I would remember every word that, that he said. And um, that's like the key. He's got a song called Asleep in the Light. Um, and it is, it's really what, what drives me. He, he held the church. Uh, he, he was speaking directly to the church. Um, do you see all the people sinking down? Don't you care? Are you going to let them drown? He's kind of like challenging them to, to let's go out and let's spread this. Let's not just sit here. Um, and that's, that's the, the, what he's saying. It's don't sleep in the light, move around, go talk to people. You see somebody, you, you, we have a calling to take our message to whoever will hear it. And if they don't come, then go to them. And that's, that's my philosophy. You have to live your faith out loud. And you have to be known. We, we, we always say, what are you known as? I'm not known as a cop anymore. I don't want to be known as a cop. I want to be known as that, that peculiar, I say peculiar, because we're peculiar people to be that set aside that, that doesn't live like every other person that, that will tell you the first thing that he is about is he is saved by the blood of Jesus Christ and that is his Lord. And, um, Make sure you're known as that. People will notice. Oh, yeah. 
they will undoubtedly notice that's for sure i think the other thing in addition to that too is is just being sensitive to the holy spirit's leading and yeah. <laughs> being willing to obey because sometimes we do know the spirit is prompting us but we're like oh no really yes. I have to. <laughs> and, and i think um i was just reading a passage in ezekiel this morning and just about how god you know was instructing him like to obey him and then god will take care of the rest right mm -hmm. so we we are we need to be obedient and i love um, how you've just done that over and over and over again so who inspires you matt um besides jesus let's see our biggest inspiration pastor george got to be one of them um he just he he, he can he can tell anybody anytime any place about the lord and uh He's one of them, and he and he's he doesn't pull punches. Um, I really, I absolutely love the, the way that he he walks and talks, and uh, it's not always comfortable. Like <laughs> if he's got a if he's got something to say um, around, because the gospel is not a is not a it's not a comfortable thing to to the lost. Like mm -hmm. I squirmed like crazy when when uh, I didn't want to hear that. So I understand when the, the my my boys at the youth group, I, I I can I can imagine a spiritual battle going on in their heads. They don't want to hear this, but he's you say it anyway. It's not you doing the work. So he, Pastor George was was huge on on that. He's since moved away as of a couple of years ago, um, but he was one of my biggest inspirations. And then, uh, like I said, now 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 that I realize how brilliant of a songwriter Keith Green actually was, I, I love that guy. Oh. I absolutely love his his lyrics and the, his uncompromising message. So I, I, I there's those those are probably top two in my in, uh, in my book. Yeah, tell me. So tell us about your book. What made you decide to write a book? See, I I have been told so many times you should write this story. You should write this story down. And um, I finally did. I, like I, I barely passed high school, so it, it was it was hard for me at first. But I learned there's a lot of technology has come along, so you can even talk a book out and I'll write it for you. So it took a long time. I could never write or or work on the book unless I was like really had a certain mind frame. Um, I had to feel feel like the, the Lord was saying these words, and um, this is the right stuff to say. And I made an agreement with. Uh, my top soldier that I ever had was Tyree in my in my MFB crew, and uh, we had planned on he was writing his story as well, and uh, he's got a very interesting, heartbreaking story. Um, he passed away in 2019. He was he was like like a combination of my adopted son and my best friend. I, I absolutely he was so close to me. Uh, so the book's actually dedicated to him, and uh, we promised each other we were we were gonna. Uh, work on our books together. He got the first three chapters of his done, and I was working on mine. So I was like, I, when that happened in 2019, is when I was like, I, this has to be a, a completion. This was a promise to him. So mm -hmm. I started just writing things down, different thoughts, different memories, and, and the, lo and behold, during all this, I had no, I had no, I had no idea how to write a book or how to publish or anything like that. Um, and this is all God. I had Nicole from um, 21st Street Urban Editing. She just contacted me because she heard about uh, my story and she just happened to 
say, uh, hey, did you ever think about writing a book? And I was like, oh my gosh, she just did that just did not happen. I was like, well, a no. matter of fact, I have been writing a book. And she goes, <sighs> and she said, okay, oh, I'll, I'll be your publisher, your editor. I'll walk you through the steps. So um, it's been, uh, that was about two years ago. She contacted me and uh, it finally, last week, it finally came out. So it's oh, so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. And I just will be praying that that book really gets into the hands of the people that, that God wants to powerfully yeah. in their life for sure. Wow. Well, congratulations. The is, thank you so much. The book is generally this podcast in written form. It's just everything that we've talked about is where the book kind of goes, just the story of where I was and where I'm at mm -hmm. and what Christ can do. Mm -hmm. And it's an encouragement for anyone that's hurting anyone, because I believe that if you look in scripture, you'll see, um, we, I think we tend, to, at least growing up as a, as a, a kid without really diving into scripture, mm -hmm. um, you kind of see the, the people that are in the Bible as these superhero types. But they, <laughs> they struggle right. just like us. Read yes. the Psalms. Read how David was up here, down here, up here. I think he, he had depression. Yes. Um, Paul, so mad at himself for, for doing the things he didn't want to do and, and, mm -hmm. and not doing the things he knew he had to do. He struggled just like us. And um, I think that, that, that scripture is beautifully designed um, to show us that, okay, we can't do this alone. We were made to glorify and walk with the Lord. That's, that's why we were made. Yeah. So I, I, uh, it covers a lot of that in my book. So. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and the book is so great because obviously you can't be everywhere, but um, for someone who's listening, you know, Matt's book might be a great resource that you could give to someone that you feel could really relate to his story and would be an encouragement. So Matt, Matt, tell us, how can people find out more information about you and your book? Uh, we have a, our website is mfbyouth.org. And the book, we just got the Amazon link up yesterday. You can easily order it now. So I can't believe I'm on Amazon. That was kind of mind blowing. The publisher said, I was like, oh, because I, I order Amazon like every day. So, and it, 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 it I, I was going to show it that we got the coolest cover right here. It's, uh -huh. uh, it was my publisher's design. She's like, it was kind of uh, her, her imagery. So they had me pose and do this, this cover that kind of stands out because I don't yeah. look like your average cop. I, I, <laughs> I, think, I think tattoos are my therapy going through things mm -hmm. um so i have a lot of ink and uh kind of stands out she goes well just show them who you are so the the book is on amazon you can go to our website we're huge on tiktok facebook um um and uh just if you look up zion officer matt thornton you get it it, it pops up we've, we've been fortunate enough that i've been able to tell my story to a, a nice white audience and and uh, I give all the glory to God. I mean, he, he, this is all his work. I just feel, I just feel lucky to be a vessel and I'm honored. And, and uh, I feel like the luckiest dude on earth, to, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I get to actually speak what he did to a, a huge audience. And I get to talk about him in front of people every, every single week and every day now. So yeah. I, I love it. Oh. I've lived a great life. That's Thank you for just all you're doing and continue to do. And we will definitely have a link um, down in our show notes so that any of you who are listening can absolutely click on the link. You know, another God thing in this story, too, is the fact that 
for our listeners, it's really crazy because I first met Matt at our cross um, CrossFit gym. <laughs> yeah. And and even at the time that I met you, I didn't know your story or anything. And just how this all came about too is is God at work for sure. So I'm so uh -huh. glad that that connection was made. Well, Matt, before we go, I just want to ask you some of our favorite Bible study tool questions. Um, our, our listeners love to just hear what other people are doing. So what Bible do you use and which translation is it? I use the NIV. All right. My mom bought me one. She, it still has a note in it that when I got saved, she was so happy. Um, she put January 2013, uh, eternals, eternal words is what she wrote from your mother. Oh. And uh, so I still have the same one. Oh, that's awesome. Do you have any favorite like journaling supplies or anything that you like to use to enhance your Bible study? Um, what I do, I take notes on my phone um, oh. is what I do. Yeah, I, I, I take notes on my phone. I have this big, my notes page is, is, is so full. And um, I just hit different points. And I wasn't the best. Uh, I had a reading disability when I was in school. And so YouTube clips explaining scripture along with, with, with notes and, and uh, questions that I have is, 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 is the key for me. I think some people, a lot of people that are good readers can just can just highlight something and go back to it. Um, for me, it's it's I take notes and I'll, I'll write a little little uh, personal uh, like a mental note, and then we just I just dive into it. Like I, I, it's almost like a clue that you write down when you're investigating a crime. Oh. You, you see that, and then you go back, and uh, that's kind of how I operate oh, in my wow. mind. So. Yeah, that's a great tip. Okay, last one. Um, what is your favorite app or website for Bible study tools? My favorite app is, it is called gotquestions.org. It's, uh, I use that, I've used that for pretty much since I first discovered the iPhone years ago, mm -hmm. uh, because it is literally just, a, it answers your question. You can type in any question about anything in scripture, and it's, and, and I've, I've studied the validity and they're, 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 it's righteous. It's, it's got some really good theologians on it and, and I've found nothing but truths in there. And I've even questioned, you always got to just try to discern and question, sure. even though you, you, you have to, cause it, it this has got to be a, I mean, this is God's word. It has to mm -hmm. be correct and, yes. and, and translated correctly. So I've, I've researched, even researched that and I found it's pretty good. Yeah. And I've got, yeah, gotquestions.org. It's on your phone. You can ask. I tell my kids at MFB all the time. It's, you got any question about anything, you just type it in. Yeah. And it's, uh, that's my favorite one. That's a great resource. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Matt, thank you so much for being here today to share your amazing testimony and, and also about your um, outreach that you're doing for the youth of Illinois. Um, just Pray that God will continue to bless you and your book and your ministry. So thank you so much. Hey, for being thank here. you so much. I'm honored. You guys are awesome. Uh, and for our listeners, pick up a copy of Matt's book, Cop in Crisis to Cop in Christ. You can find the link in our show notes. And please head over to our blog where you can interact with us and share your comments with us on this podcast. Lastly, head over to the Coffee and Bible Time website for our prayer journals that will help guide and document your prayer life at coffeeandbibletime.com. 
Thank you for joining us today on our podcast. We love you all. Have a blessed day.